1: Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins, where I allow you a fly-on-the-wall perspective into the life of some people who are doing some amazing things. And you guys, I am sitting here uh, slightly about to fan out a little bit because I have the woman, the... Chrisette Michelle here. Did you know, Chrisette, that you're singing at my wedding one day whenever I find a man?
2: Congratulations. (laughs) Mike,
1: like, did you know that whenever that day should come that I am literally going to be talking to whoever I need to talk to to get you to come and sing at my wedding? You are so amazing. Thank you. We uh, recently did an event together, but did not have an opportunity to do much talking. So I am excited about today's conversation. Thank you for being here.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So let's jump into it. What's what's going on with you these days? What's new in the world of Chrisette Michelle?
2: My favorite question in the whole wide world because every day is new, right? Yeah. So there's always something happening. Um, but I'm I'm putting together something called the Soft Life Circle Inner Wellness Tour, mm-hmm. and it's this moment where I just want everybody to come in into a safe space and feel kind of 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 like they can let their hair down. Yeah. Um, so often we do all this touring, and I'm always on the road. Mm-hmm. So even if I'm not on a tour, I'm literally twice a week on stage that's just my life Mm -hmm. um but those moments we don't get to stop and talk and check in with each other so I wanted to create something this summer where we could just check in I'm going to be sharing songs that I haven't shared with anybody publicly yet um before I put them out and we'll be doing some singing bowl meditations and just all the kind of little things I do to keep that inner wellness space um healthy
1: I love Uh, I'll be doing
2: that with friends
1: I love that so much. So for those of you who have been hiding under a rock, Chrissette is a Grammy Award winning uh, music artist. She has an amazing catalog of music. Uh, my very favorite song that you've done, though, is so cliche because it's everybody's. Now I need to get a new favorite uh, song, but it is a couple of forevers. And I love that you've moved into this space where you're now diving more and focusing more on entrepreneurship. What does soft life mean to you?
2: um long story short i never had a chance not to be an entrepreneur okay i only learned how to create increase through entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. because my first job was working for myself Mm -hmm. and so creating systems uh creating um logistics and all this kind of stuff was something that i only that i had to learn how to do just on the fly Mm -hmm. Um, and so i never knew anything else Mm -hmm. so Taking those systems and making them um, easy, making them uh, rote, making them, um, what is it, when it's autopilot. Yeah. um, And now we call it automation. um, just, Just came natural for me after years and years of doing it. So softening is about experiencing the rest of life outside of that autopilot work mm-hmm. outside of that automated life. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what can I see outside of what I do? Yeah. A lot of times we are so um, inundated with what we quote unquote do that we don't really get to, to, to feel and experience who and what we are. And so our contribution just becomes work it, and yeah. it stops being us. So softness to me is the ability to kind of, uh, be humble about that automated, loud, always going side of us mm-hmm. and seeing uh, where <clears throat> where we are in all of it, yeah. us, ourselves. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: So the conversation around soft life mm-hmm. uh, is very popular mm-hmm. right now. It's almost trendy. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the frustrations that I have with soft life is, or the whole concept of soft life is that I believe that it's I believe that it's being misdefined, mm-hmm. defined improperly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see, you know, on on social media, and you may see it too, where people believe that soft life is like doing no work and being mm-hmm. fully taken care of, and you know, flued out is the language that you know the kids like to use today, but they're feeling like it means do nothing. Mm. And I don't know that I believe, well, I know that I don't believe that that's what soft life means. And mm. I would really love, because I love your, I heard you talk about soft life and I love your perspective, your take on what that actually looks like. Yeah. So the corset that's not focused on systems, if you're waking up and you're living a soft, a, a day in the soft life, what does that look like?
2: It looks like leaving yesterday behind. Mm. It looks like opening up your eyes to this moment. I've been through a lot publicly. Yes, I've been brutalized publicly, verbally. And if I decided to harden, and I decided to put my guard up and keep it up, Mm -hmm. I would never be able to exist again. As myself, I would be so petrified of what somebody thinks, what somebody's going to say, um, that I wouldn't be able to experience this life anymore. Mm-hmm. So, softening for me is not just about the work ethic, but it's about the release ethic. How quick are you to release yourself back to this world, to this life, to these people? Because they're always going to be here. And so that thought about not working, I understand what the thought is. The thought really is, I'm working too hard just to be myself. Yes. I'm pushing too hard just to exist as I am. Yeah. So the soft life circle is about let's, let's make a safe space for you to be yourself for a minute. Let's take a day mm-hmm. where we stop everything for a second and, and, and identify this truth of who we are. And let's start saying it aloud to a few people around us, a few like minds mm-hmm. who are affirming people, who are not afraid of your existence, who yeah. are not afraid of your light, so that when we leave here, we can reiterate that truth, that, that, that warmth of who we are in this very cold world mm-hmm. because you have to work or, or else you don't get to eat.
1: I lo- Yes, yes, yeah. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. How do we define the truth of who we are?
2: I think it requires so much silence. This world is so loud. Mm-hmm. And social media is so fun. It is it's so, so fun. colorful.
1: Fall asleep to it, and it's so dangerous.
2: It's it. It can be dangerous. It's so dangerous. There's so much to aspire to. It's so exciting, no. right? It's so exciting, and there's so many beautiful people. And and now, I mean, if we're honest, there's so many beautiful people who look like us. Yes. And we're like, oh my god, there I am, there I am. Yeah. But are you really there,
0: mm-hmm. or is that your
2: phone? Mm-hmm. I realized that I wasn't in my phone. When my phone started trying to define me, mm. the comment section started saying things about me that I wasn't. So, oh, my God, I, I'm i not in the phone. I remember the moment where I felt, oh, my God, I'm not in the phone. Mm-hmm. Because I had a whole team of management in their phones commenting back for me. Mm-hmm. Because they were so uh, fixated on crisis management. Okay. And I had to stop and say, am I having a crisis? Or is my comment section having a crisis? Mm -hmm. And so I had to get silent. Mm -hmm. I had to get away from the crisis and get into the beauty that's on the inside of me. A lot of times there's so much going on Mm -hmm. and so much ugliness happening. And we believe it because we don't know how to get quiet. Mm -hmm. So ideas are, are, are all around us. That doesn't mean we have to accept them. And I think silence is the beginning of getting to know what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like that. You said so much, but it was just the ideas are all around us. Doesn't mean we have to accept them. Like people will people will project their ideas of who they want you to be onto them or onto you. And you have the option to accept it or to block it. Mm-hmm. And most oftentimes people don't know the real you and we should be out here like blocking. How do you block it out? So you get in and you're silent. And when you're saying that you're silent, I'm seeing meditation Is this the space that you go into?
2: Yeah. So it begins with literal silence. Okay. You know, um, turning off the TV, Mm -hmm. um, turning off the phone. It begins with actual silence. And then it moves into um, hearing thoughts, Mm -hmm. identifying them. And then the third part is asking God about the thoughts. Before they become my thoughts.
1: Asking God about the
2: thoughts. Asking God about the thoughts before I accept them.
1: So you have the thought, and it's like before I I accept it, I see the thought.
2: I hear it.
1: Before I apply this to myself. Before
2: I give it to myself.
1: Give it to God. Give it to
2: God. Okay. Lord, what do you think about this? Yeah. Right? And sometimes in that silence, because it could be something simple like, my brother hates me. Mm -hmm. Lord, why do I think my brother hates me? Mm-hmm. What am I seeing correctly? What am I seeing incorrectly? And that's what I call like a, a, a perspective shift. Mm-hmm. Like, God, give me your vision on this. What's your viewpoint on this? And, and quite often, I'm very incorrect. The silent part is now hearing the point of view that's greater than yours. Yes. Sitting with that for a second, this is called putting on the mind of Christ, and sitting with it,
0: every time.
1: And if you love the fillet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba 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 ba. Self
2: when you repeat it it becomes faith
1: mm-hmm. and then it
2: becomes your life. So,
1: I wonder That's if, if I'm doing it backwards hmm. because my morning routine every single day I open my eyes, mm-hmm. no lie, I check my Instagram first, right? <laughs> it's usually the first thing that I do. Um And it's because, who knows, being somebody who's who has any bit of popularity at all, you kind of have to look at the page like, are we in crisis mode today or is everybody good? (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I when I start my day, I typically meditate first. Mm -hmm. I enjoy guided meditation while I'm just laying in bed at the, the still of the day. And then I get up and journal after i journal i then go to the shower where i enjoy praying and listening to that though it's like maybe that's the maybe that's the wrong order because i'm meditating kind of on the subconscious thoughts that i've had all night long maybe i should be journaling about it first to inspire and work up those thoughts are you and a
2: dreamer i am Yeah,
1: You got to write those down. Yeah, I am. And so I'm writing it, Mm -hmm. but I'm writing it after the meditation. My reasoning Mm -hmm. is because so every day I own the first two hours of my day. Mm -hmm. You can't talk to me. You can't call me my daughter, my mom, nobody. Right. Um, And I want to control how my day is going to go before somebody has the opportunity to tell me anything, any bad news, any something that wasn't on the schedule that popped up, you know, I want to be able to control that. And so I go straight into meditation just so there's never a day that I don't do it. Yeah. Then I get up and I'm journaling and I'm typically journaling about the day before, but mostly I journal about what I desire to manifest in real time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't write out a lot of this negatively happened. I might write about something if it's weighing on me and how it felt, But I'm starting to think now talking to you that I should do that first and then go into meditation.
2: Yeah, and I think everybody gets downloads different. Mm -hmm. Like some people have to release gratitude before they can get a download. Yes. Right? Like Mm -hmm. I have a friend who as soon as he wakes up, he gratitude journals immediately. I I have to, I'm in dream mode still. Mm -hmm. And so I wake up before the sun comes up because I don't want my mind to kind of turn on. And so it kind of, wakes up before the sun and I sit to remember what download I got mm. and, and I'll, 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 I'll write that out mm-hmm. and I'll bring my thoughts around that. And sometimes dreams have all these symbols. Do you know what I mean? So you have to ask God about that. Yeah. Okay. What did that mean? Why was my brother standing underneath a rainbow yeah. with gold coins in his hand? Yeah. You know,
1: like. do you ever have a recurring dream that's just been happening for like years?
2: I have recurring elements.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So there might be water. Got gotcha. you. Or there might be fire or, you know, different different elements. Okay. Uh, certain people might symbolize certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but the same exact dream, though.
1: So, obviously, you went through a very public, I would say traumatic moment, mm-hmm. um, where the same world who expressed so much love and endearment for you canceled you in a split second. I have to touch on this and I don't want to stay here because there's so many other layers to you. Right. But I have to touch on this because I recently had a situation where someone tried to cancel me Mm. and our, you're a superstar, right? And the world loves you. Your voice is just so angelic and soulful and you make one decision And people project an idea of who you suddenly are, who you must be, who you must support and what she must not stand for. And you're no longer for the culture. And I saw this all playing out. And I remember I didn't have an opinion, honestly, one way or the other. Right. Because I understood the business behind it. I'm like, well, in my mind, I'm like, she's getting a check and she's probably getting a really great check, you know, to do this. And then I heard you explain somewhere that you felt like you could be used as a bridge, right, uh, between the Trump party and I don't know if it's black people that you're bridging him with, but for those of you who don't know, Chrisette's, uh sang. She uh, sang and did a performance at President Trump's, ex-President Trump's uh, inaugural ball. And the culture did not appreciate that gesture. Before taking on this role before taking on this job, which it which is what it was, did you and your team have a conversation like Chrisette, this might not be a good idea?
2: Sure. So Travis Green, Ty Trebet, Jonathan McReynolds and myself did a performance at um, the BET Gospel celebration of the B E T celebration of gospel on television. And it was so impactful to the people that it touched. And when the the inauguration was, when Donald Trump won the presidency, Mm -hmm. I'll never forget dropping my martini and my jaw dropping and being like, like what? Yeah. Do you know, I mean, you were there. Yeah. Yeah, You were were in the land of, I was in a different country. I just didn't even want to be, because are we going to explode? Like it felt something so about to intense. happen. Yeah. And so there was that draw drop moment. And then as an artist, as a, uh, a public figure who is a creative, who makes people feel better for a living.
0: Mm-hmm. Your
2: first thought is how do I lift people's spirits? Mm. That's, the fir- that's the first thing you think, Period. Mm-hmm. If that's what you've been doing, that's I've saying in Iraq, I've saying in war torn country, I've saying at at the White House, I've seen in places where things are not going good. Yeah. And the assignment is pick up these people's spirits. Mm-hmm. That's just what I've always done. And so in this moment. We get this call from my actual agent. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they have an opening and they wanna know if you will come and sing. And at first they're like, a jazz song. And I'm like, a jazz song? I said, people are traumatized. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not a happy song yeah. singing
1: time. <laughs> You're not doing the blues this here. <laughs> is, this is
2: like a <laughs> terrible time. And so I called Tatra Bett, Jonathan McReynolds, and Travis Green. And Travis Green said, why don't we, because the song we sang at the BET uh, celebration was um, all things are working for my good, mm-hmm. it's intentional, never failing, and so those are the words that we need to sing. So we, we sing them again at this inauguration, and my thought was, let's say, or at least try and impact these words, I know what it looks like right now, but God is sovereign. mm mm-hmm. Everything is gonna work out. It was a, it was a moment where it was like, let's bring some hope to a hopeless moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, that was the wrong choice.
0: You obviously, do, yeah.
2: But um, it definitely, without question, wasn't for a check. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the thought was, help people get through this moment. Like this is ugly. Yeah. Travis Green's career skyrocketed.
1: As a result of doing this. As it. a
2: result of that. Or at right after that. The yeah. word result is... Uh, we, sure. could, we could we could have a long philosophical conversation on the word result. Um, but his, his career skyrocketed and he went on tour. He opened up a new church. The church is packed out. He's got all this stuff out. Everybody's Travis Green, Travis Green, Travis Green. The, very, the person who's standing one foot away from him, on the very same stage singing the very same song canceled so when it comes to motive mm. and when it comes to why um, I think that the people who follow me um, expect one thing from this black person and the people who follow him expect another thing from this black person mm-hmm. I don't think it was just about us being black I don't think it was just about us seeing at the inauguration I think it was about our tribe Mm-hmm. and who actually follows us. I don't think it was necessarily a, a black versus white thing. It was a, somebody walked into my clothing boutique a few months after, and they said, well, I know why Travis Green saying He was trying to bring Jesus to an ugly place. She doesn't even love Jesus. That's so what somebody said.
1: In your place of business? In my place of and business. And you're there?
2: I wasn't there. Oh, okay. No and play was there. <laughs> and that was when I knew, oh, I get it. I'm not allowed to be a person of faith.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I'm a secular artist, and people expect that everything that I do is for money. Mm. And that's when I got quiet. That lady's comment was the moment where I was like, let me get quiet. And I got quiet because it was one of those moments where you, Lord, I know that I love you. Yeah. Yeah. I know that I have faith. I know what my intentions are and were, but these people don't know me. Yeah. So when they canceled me, Mm -hmm. I let them. I didn't fight it. I didn't go on a please uncancel me tour. Mm -hmm. I need my black card back tour. I was like, you can have her. You're right. Because if Travis Green was understood and I was completely not understood, Yeah. then you've never understood me. Mm. And so I stopped. I finished out. I had a 32 city tour that I was on at the time. People kept saying cancel, but I was still on the road. Um, a 32 city tour that I had to finish out. And I remember going back on stage and feeling like they were gonna throw tomatoes at me. I was petrified. <laughs> petrified. I had security. We had, I won't go there.
1: We were on guard. We were on guard. <laughs>
2: Um, because the threats were really scary. For sure. Um, I didn't even want to go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, but I had these shows, and I finished them. And when I was done, I, I, I stopped. And I went and got um, a yoga instructor's license, which means spend 200 hours um, upside down in your head. Mm-hmm. And I really got in my head. And I said, how do I want to... I present myself the next time I present myself. Mm-hmm. How can I be my true self? Where, where, whatever I do, people get why I'm doing it. Yeah. Um. So that was a moment. It was like a a catch twenty two. It was like, yeah, it was ugly, but it was also healing. Yeah. Because I realized that I had been perpetrating something that maybe maybe didn't show who I actually am. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It
1: makes perfect sense. I'm thinking back to that moment. And I just remember all of the, (gasps) Mm -hmm. you know, when people saw that you had agreed to do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember wondering like, why would she do that? Mm -hmm. I thought that it was for money, right? I'm like, they have to have been paying her something super awesome, super amazing, but I never took the position of like thinking it was, so bad that you deserved to be canceled. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know that I, I only use the word canceled because those are the headlines that went around. I love
2: the word canceled though. Do you? Yes. If we're going to talk about it, let's talk about what it is. Okay. Canceled means your voice no longer exists in the media space. Okay. Period. Mm hmm. Every song comes off every radio station. You're uh, not welcome to do any interviews. Um, magazines and television shows can write anything they want and you can't say anything mm. i was my voice was canceled the human the soul the heart you know that belongs to me and god mm-hmm. but the 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 voice of chrisette michelle is canceled um that's what it was yeah and and that was real That mm-hmm. wasn't um you know fictional and and funny and fun it was real and uh like I said, it was it was intense, right? Because it's like, wow, they really took my music off of every show. Every show. Yeah, as far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really can't get any PR. I really nobody could do PR. Nobody could do marketing. People wouldn't take. It didn't matter how much money I offered. Um, there was no fixing it. Yeah. And so when you can't fix something, then you should stop trying to fix it. Mm.
1: Right, but how do you survive? So this is this is your livelihood. Like people temporarily knocked you out of your career.
2: Well, people knocked me out of media.
1: Of media, yeah. Okay. They
2: knocked me off the stage.
1: Okay, so you were st- you right. still? F- yeah, you never a took choice. a break. I
2: had to. I had I had shows. Yeah. Right. Um, and and media shows what it feels is best to share. Mm-hmm. But most, you know, radio hosts haven't seen me perform. They haven't purchased tickets to my show. Right. My fans purchase tickets to my show. Mm-hmm. Media is much larger than my fans. Mm-hmm. right? They have television shows and, and radio shows. So my fans don't broadcast on their morning breakfast show. Right. Right. They, right. Just,
1: <laughs> they just come
2: to the performance and they hug on me and they go home and they some of them would say a prayer with me. Um but honestly, I was never as famous as my cancellation. Mm. I don't I don't mean to sound, you know, big headed, but I wasn't that famous. So the cancellation was way bigger than me. Yeah. So when I got cancelled, my music spun more than it had ever spun in the streaming space. Because people need to find
1: out who you are. Who the
2: hell is this girl? Yeah. And they listened to the music and they said, Oh, I like this. And my royalty I'm checks secretly increased, <laughs> so I have multiple streams of
1: income. Okay,
2: and media doesn't pay you; mm-hmm. you don't get paid to you know sit down with Wendy Williams. Right. Um. If anything, your record label might pay for you to go on different television shows. Mm-hmm. Um. So they didn't really take away from uh, my livelihood, which is the stage. Okay. They more so took away from my voice,
0: mm-hmm.
2: my 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 media impact, and um.
1: Hey hey, CEO Donnie Wiggins here and I am so excited to announce my new mentorship group is dropping. You may have already heard about it, but I wanted I wanted you to hear it from the horse's mouth, directly from me. My new mentorship group, Actionable CEO for entrepreneurs who are interested in professional growth, personal growth and financial growth. You want to learn from me. Y'all have been asking for this for the last 3 years and I have finally brought Actionable CEO back to serve you. Every single week, direct mentorship from me. You will also hear from other people who are in my community that I believe will be greatly impactful to you. You're going to get behind the scenes. We're going to be spending some time together live. This is not pre-recorded. This is live mentorship. So if you are an entrepreneur and you want to be connected, feel connected, you want to elevate your brand, you want to elevate your life, you want to elevate your level of success, Actionable CEO is for you. ActionableCEO.com. See you there.
2: That's not a career for
1: me. Okay.
2: Right? Not I mean, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. But um <clears throat> But yeah, media is not how I make
1: money. I understand. Now when this happens, obviously there's huge uh, fallout and backlash, both publicly and privately. Mm-hmm. Were you surprised? I mean, forget the public, right? Mm-hmm. Were you surprised by the backlash that came from or the fallout that came from the people who were supposed to have your back?
2: Mm-mm. No? No, the public were the people who surprised me. My family is weirdly supportive, almost like probably, uh, what is it? Like unhealthily unhealth- <laughs> supportive. Like they got my back. Um, what I really went to inspect after everything happened was, what does the public think? Because I wanted to know, mm-hmm. these are my people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? These are people who I've spent over a decade with.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: What do you what do you think? Mm-hmm. What what would you have expected? Yeah. You know? And then I started to I took a long time to, I remember, to look at the names that I was being called, which we won't go over
1: on No. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm
2: like, you know, what's So what you were exactly? reading
1: the comments.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Well, what does that mean? So if somebody would say, um,
0: traitor
2: okay what exactly was i a traitor of Mm -hmm. and when i when i got down to the bottom of it all i realized okay they really don't know me Mm -hmm. yeah so no my fam my family and friends were i remember saying to one of my aunts Aunt ginger hey Aunt ginger um because we were doing a celebration at a for a family dinner and i said auntie i was so nervous to come because i thought you all were gonna spit in my face when you saw me she was like what Ain't nobody worried about that. Let me taste this lemon drop martini. <laughs> and I was so relieved.
1: But they had to know in advance that you were doing it or were you holding out like as a surprise?
2: No, I, that, that, it all happened in a matter of like 10 days.
1: Oh, okay. So
2: yeah, I didn't call up everybody. Gotcha. Yeah
1: No, okay. I
2: called my life coach. Um, I spoke to my management, my mom and dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, I had a PR person who was like, "Chrisette, you cannot, you cannot do this." Mm-hmm. Um, but by the time Travis had agreed, I was just like, in my heart, it was a God thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, again, absolutely incorrect, but in my heart, that's what it was. I think sometimes God lets you make ridiculous decisions, and uh, the healing process, the the part that makes you beautiful, mm-hmm. comes from. The pick me up after the stupid decision. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there are so many people who have made mistakes and become better. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't consider the inauguration my best
1: move. I'm glad right. to hear that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. I always wonder what Travis would say. Right. Like, have you talked about it? No. Never. No. Okay. No. Maybe. Maybe when I have a podcast, I'll interview Travis. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's any bad. Blood or anything like that. But um, I think we just both had completely different experiences.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah, no, my family is epic.
1: Okay. yeah, But you were released from your label as a result of this.
2: People keep saying that. So I was released from my label after the my final album, which was Better. Okay. Which was before the inauguration. And then I... Got another record deal with my own label. So you can get what they call like a joint venture. Mm -hmm. So I did a joint venture to put out my fifth album, Milestone. I had a one album deal. Okay. Um, And so we did one album. There was a part where it was really hectic and I just didn't know how to make people stop. Hmm. Right? It was like, they're really not going to stop. They're really not going to stop. And so uh, there was a part where I was just like, hi, everybody, I lost it all. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I, I I thought what they wanted was for me to, like, die. Like, yeah. hi, everybody, I'm dead. Yeah. Are you finished <coughs> now? Mm-hmm. And after, like, I had, like, did, like, a couple of posts. I think I did three posts. And they... They wouldn't stop that was when i was like all right yoga like because like i said sometimes things you can't fix
1: mm-hmm.
2: and when you can't fix something in your own strength then you simply don't have the strength to do it yeah you don't have that much intellect mm-hmm. do you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: so i you know it's, i just i just decided to let it go and when i let it go it was like there's so much else inside of you mm-hmm. that you can tap into when it comes to, to finance and, and money i feel like mm-hmm. you lose one job you get another one mm-hmm. so i was like putting in applications i was going was going to go into like being a professor or, like of what this, <laughs> of music i'm, okay. I'm an educated musician okay okay life i have a degree wow um, so i was thinking about that um, there were just all these different avenues. And so I opened up a yoga studio. Okay. I opened up that, uh, clothing boutique. Um, and that was a lot of fun.
1: Was this preparation of you thinking that, okay. Oh, it's over. It's done.
2: <laughs> oh, absolutely. No. Yeah. I was completely, I was just, okay, that's, there's that. This is it.
1: Yeah. Thanks for the time I got to spend here. Now let's go on and do something yeah, different. And it
2: was a, it was a really fun time when I realized that people didn't know me. hmm. I was ready to release it.
0: Mm. it was like
2: oh you don't know me i have i've it was like oh i've made no impact got it and so mm. i just it was like a graceful bow out like you yeah. you never meant anything mm-hmm. that was the thought really was i never meant anything i don't know if that's and i don't need affirmation there but i don't know if that's true or false but that was the thought in that
1: moment was I know you don't need it, but it's Mm -hmm. absolutely untrue. I I was hurt to Mm -hmm. see what was happening to you. It was
2: well. It took it took maybe two years for people to start saying that.
1: Yeah, I didn't have a voice back then, but trust me, if I did, I'm like I didn't have a voice back then, but if I did, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I would have been like, y'all get off of her. She sang a song.
0: Yeah,
1: Um, yeah. But I am happy that you did not succumb to those injuries, right? From Mm -hmm. those wounds. And you're you're back. You're come. you know, and you may have been back. Right. Mm-hmm. But I am recently seeing you back and doing interviews and showing your face again and, and saying, no, this is this is who I am. And I still deserve to be here. And hey, you guys, are we still beefing or are we good? Right. It's
2: been seven years. Yeah. It's
1: long <laughs> but time. they don't let go. People don't they don't let go until you do something else. Another major event.
2: You got to do something else. You have to move on. Yeah. And I personally had to become myself.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I had to become myself. I think anything, any, anytime where somebody's not making an impact, they have to go back and, and, and inspect. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not making the impact that I want to make, then, then I, I need to cancel myself for a second and go take a minute. Yeah. What the hell am I offering? Exactly. You know? Yeah. So.
1: I love that. So you went into owning a yoga, opening a yoga studio. Do you still have that today? No. Okay. So you were there in that space. You don't have the studio, but you're still very much into practicing yoga for yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you still have the clothing store.
2: No. So I lost everything in a divorce six months later.
1: Okay. Let's talk about
2: that. (laughs) Moving right along. So I got divorced from, from my husband of two years and, and then here comes, uh, the yoga studio we split, the boutique we split, and then you know the um the pandemic happened like right then. Okay. So yeah, that that it was like this whole season of like releasing everything. Everything. Do
1: you think that your divorce was motivated by what you were dealing with emotionally, or did you just not marry well, like a good fit?
2: It wasn't a good fit. Mm-hmm it wasn't a good fit um again I have this belief that God is sovereign so say you make these mistakes if you are losing this and then you're losing this and then you're losing this and then you're losing this, and you keep da. all of a sudden you're naked mm-hmm. like it was the first time If you ask me, that I had a chance to like look at myself, Mm -hmm. like clearly God wanted me to see myself. Clearly, I had been covered for years. Like clearly, in the music business, which which I'm, uh, uh, you know, I don't have anything terrible to say about it. I had a wonderful, wonderful time. I met incredible people. But you can become covered. I remember getting a number one on the Billboard Pop charts. Mm -hmm. I'm not a pop star pop charts it was chrisette michelle sierra and miley cyrus
0: (laughs) definitely i said
2: what yeah i remember being so uncomfortable and so freaked out because my name is on this billboard chart and i'm in this car may back to be exact
1: Mm -hmm.
2: and i just came off the david letterman show at the time and these other tv shows i felt so I know this doesn't make sense, but I didn't feel seen. I felt covered by the lights and by the styling, by the makeup and by the shoot. And that was the beginning of, of, of Chrissy, of yeah. Chrissy Michelle. It was, it was the <clears throat> Grammys, then it was the, the number one, and then it was the next number one for R&B song, then it was top ten. It just, the, the accolades were louder than me. mm and you cannot complain about that. You cannot say, "Oh gosh, this is
1: this is too loud." I'm getting a Grammy.
2: Oh, what? they're
1: celebrating yeah. me so loudly right now. So
2: loudly right now. <laughs> right. It's it's you know it's like laugh, I laugh at it you know in hindsight, but that's how I felt. It was like, and my mom would you know she would push me into the bar. I remember, like, dancing with I won't say who, but just like different celebrities and just being like. Get me out of here. Yeah. It was all too loud for me. Mm -hmm. I know other artists feel that way. Yeah. Nowadays, artists say things like, this is too much. Mm -hmm. Um, They're kind of allowed now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just always kind of felt covered. So as things began to fall away, I started to feel a little bit freer. Mm. And I came up with this term because as I felt freer, I began to realize that the the abundance, the 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 joy, the peace, the Ooh. the glow that I am yes. was inside of me, without all that stuff. So I coined this term, naked abundance, mm-hmm. because the point was like, I know I'm supposed to be really upset that this is happening, and I know I'm supposed to never want to show my face again, but now that I can see myself, mm-hmm. like now that all that stuff's gone. Mm-hmm. When I look in the mirror and and look at me, I see something beautiful. Yeah. And so I think what people are seeing now when they're saying she's back is they're they're seeing me show up maybe for the first time, really.
1: Do you see this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I have chills, and I'll tell you why. Mm -hmm. So I spent um, in the entrepreneur world, I have um, achieved some great things, Mm -hmm. right? And I spent spent so much of last year – Not sure if I was depressed or what, but I just didn't feel seen. I didn't feel myself. I felt so lost, like I had everybody around me saying, oh, you're doing so great, you impact the world, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm feeling like, yeah, but something is missing, and it's a me thing. And I remember being at my birthday dinner, and I'm sitting at the head of the table, and everybody is going, there, there are maybe 12 women there. And everybody is going around the table and they're saying something that they love about me. This is family. And they're telling me, you know, why they're proud of me and something that they love. And it has everything to do with um, my success, you know, in business or uh, my resiliency, you know, because I don't come from I had to figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And when it finally came around, uh, the, the the mic sort of speak is being passed and it's getting closer and closer to me. And I couldn't even speak words. Mm. I just break down mm. into like, I'm having an outburst. We were in uh, what restaurant chops. We're in chops in Ooh, Atlanta. Yeah. Yes. We're in chops and we're sitting up, you know, on the stage and I'm like, Oh, you guys are so wonderful. Oh my God. <laughs> you yeah. know, I literally have a breakdown and the people at tables around us are looking like what in the hell is going on? And I'm like, I don't want you guys to worry, but I'm worried about myself. I don't know what I'm feeling in this moment. I know that I don't feel myself. And, you know, my mom is just wondering, like, is everything okay? Are you going to do something to yourself? And I'm like, you know, honestly, I cannot explain how I feel, but I do know this. I'm getting away from everybody. I am in search of silence. And I booked a trip, and I went to Sedona um, in Mm -hmm, the mountains. mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. I went to Sedona in the mountains, and I'm staying by myself, And I'm just the, 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 uh, the concierge, do you need anything? I need nothing. Yeah. I don't want to be disturbed. I want the do not disturb sign on my door the whole time. I was supposed to be there for two days. It turned into like seven days, maybe 10 days or something like that. I'm gone. And Chrisette, I am meditating and just being still in the moment and I'm journaling and I'm reading and I'm just really trying to hear God's voice. Like, why am I experiencing the most success that I'd ever had in my life. I've done amazing things and I feel awful. And I had just recently experienced a breakup after a nearly four year relationship, but I knew it wasn't that because I was still feeling this way while I had been in the relationship, you know? And I just felt so, I guess unseen is the word. Like you guys see what I do. You see how I help people, but who sees me? And I went on this trip and I was reading all the, you know, personal development books and I start seeing me in these, in these words. And, um, I come back home. I'm a new person. It's like a breath of air. Not, it was like not even a breath of fresh air. It was like the breath of God's air Mm -hmm. blew through me. And so now people are like, you know, when I post something on Instagram or they see me out and about, I just have a different energy. I'm happy. I'm light. Mm -hmm. Right. And oh, I see you. You you know, you're outside. You're doing this. And I'm like, no, I just I see me. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to see me Mm -hmm. because I, I felt so hidden behind how much money I made or so hidden behind who my clients were, or so hidden behind how big our podcast had grown. And you feel guilty saying these words Mm -hmm. because how dare you complain about everything that you have prayed for and asked for? And I'm like, some of this I didn't ask for. How
2: about that part? (laughs) Lizzo said, this does not have to come with the territory. Yes. I was so proud of her when she said that. Yes.
1: Yes. I'm like, some of this I didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. And even when I asked for the other parts of it, maybe I wasn't specific enough because I never wanted to lose myself in the process. And and that part's really important. So when you're talking about your journey and you're talking about not feeling seen, like to me, you're a superstar. You have timeless music on the road. Like you will never be you will be dead for 50 years and people are still celebrating your music, walking down the aisle to your music, making babies to your music, right? You have one of the most requested wedding songs of all time. And so from the outside looking in, when I think, you know, these girls and I think myself, we look at you and you're supernatural, you're superhuman. When really at the end of the day, you just want somebody to see you. Yeah. What parts of you do you feel like have been hidden or masked all this time? My peace.
2: Like, and and the word humility is overrated, but humility means that whether you love me or hate me, I still know me. Yes. It doesn't mean that I'm above being hated, doesn't mean that I'm below being loved, Mm -hmm. but it means that I am who I am, whatever you think. And so I don't think people know that. Mm. or i didn't and so during the pandemic i just decided to like be myself yeah and i took my aunt michelle with me she Mm -hmm. would come with me on like ig live and like we would just do stuff that i do normally like study the bible like just the corniest most regular stuff right and my following grew by thousands and thousands down and then a hundred thousand another hundred thousand and i was just like there are people who want to see this part of me. Mm-hmm. I started getting hired to do speaking engagements. And I remember the, the first um, talk that I did was, if you're going to go through the fire, you might as well come out well done.
1: Ooh. And people were like
2: shouting and crying. And I'm just like. If you're going to go
1: through the fire, you might as well come out well done. Like Jesus Christ. That's cr- first of all, who if it's not the signature fire? talk. It needs to be. Okay. Who wants to go through the fire?
2: Who wants to go through the fire? So if I have to be down here, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I don't want to come out talking about it. I've been scarred and bruised. No, I'm well done. I'm
1: well done, honey. I have been cooked, okay. all right?
2: been cooked because I found that, that first of all, the Lord goes with you everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Into the fire. And so if he's, he, if he's you know, just showing you how to. Learn the lessons and teach you stuff in the fire. And then second of all, when you're in hell, nobody on earth really sees where you actually are. Mm. They call you canceled, but they don't know that you're in private with your demons, with the stuff that's ugly about you, with the stuff you need to confront. Mm -hmm. So when you come out, you might as well come out well done. But yeah, like this whole guilt about, well, somebody else would love to be in your shoes, so... My shoes are very uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm currently in them, and I'm telling you that you're going to need yeah. some shoe cushions because these things are uncomfortable. Yeah, I get it. And people just expect that because you are being blessed in one way, it should translate in every area of your life. Oh, deal with it, because anybody would want to be on TV and being talked about, good or bad. And
2: I find that amazing. <laughs> like, the whole anybody would. Mm-hmm. You've obviously never been to, like, a farm. <laughs> or you've never hung out in um, a, a, a jungle. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or you've never gone hiking. Yes. Like, have you had any other experiences than people telling you who you are? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: What, what are you doing with your physical body?
1: With your physical body.
2: What are you enjoying? Yeah. Because it's definitely, I'm definitely not here to see what people say.
1: Mm. Like, I'm really not. Yeah. And I never felt
2: like I was. So I've always been um, amazed by how deeply people feel like their opinions matter to me. Mm-hmm. It matters to you, that's fine. I mm-hmm. honor that, I treasure it, I'll listen.
1: Yeah. But to me, I've already decided who I was. Who I am. I know fully who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's so important. We have people who. Uh, on this platform, we speak to a lot of entrepreneurs, and whether you're an entertainer or you're an entrepreneur or some sort of public figure, we all deal with the element of owning what other people think about us.
2: Yeah, yeah. My pastor calls it uh, being the publics. That helps because accepting that somebody feels like they own you mm-hmm. is is just a caveat of your existence mm-hmm. and if i and if i can just accept that that's what you think then i can manage your expectations accordingly yes right
0: hmm
1: i love that earlier you used the word had you talked past tense you said i had a great time in music
0: mm-hmm.
1: what does that mean i had a great time had is the troubling word for me is
2: it <laughs> Um, did I say that? here
1: I am projecting on you, but mm-hmm. yeah, had.
2: Yeah, I did. That's past tense, too. Mm-hmm. That's my answer.
1: It's past tense.
2: Yeah, I had a wonderful time. I've traveled the entire world a few times.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I've met the most incredible people. I can call somebody in so many countries and say, can I? And they'll say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it like I won the awards, I made the millions of views and all the stuff that you're supposed to have, Mm -hmm. um, if you want to say you did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes I feel like, I know I keep saying God, but sometimes I feel like God wants to create your resume for your next job. Mm. And if I just let what I've done already be my resume, then that means that there's something
1: else do you have any idea what that is?
2: I just want to talk to people about inner peace. Mm-hmm. I want to talk to people about what it means to walk life spiritually.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I really do. I want to. I want to encourage people that that's possible. Yeah, that you could live on the inside and out here at the same time. You could be at peace. You can know who you are. So many people say, "I don't know what my purpose
1: is." That's troubling. Mm-hmm. Because you're here already. You're here, and you've been here for quite some yeah. time.
2: And so th- I know how discouraging and tiring and exhausting it is to be living a life and wondering if you've made an impact. Mm-hmm. And then for people to say, nope, you didn't. Wait a minute now. Let me make sure I'm making this impact. Who do I need to put in place and in position in my life mm-hmm. so that I'm impactful, mm-hmm. so that I'm meaningful? Um, so, yeah, I, I, I want to help with that. As far as, like, what, it, what I really mean when I say um, I did it already is I've performed already. Mm-hmm. I've performed, and I've been a performer, um, and I have heard applause as, good job. Mm-hmm. I'm done with that. Okay. I'm no longer looking for applause.
1: hmm So you are, any music that we get from you uh, going forward is something that's serving crescent.
2: Yeah, it's it's coming from a different place. Mm-hmm. I usually most love songs aren't about me that I write. Okay, most love songs are about stuff that I know other people are doing, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like being nice to other people and falling in love. I and think I like,
1: heard Sick. you say Chrisette, mm-hmm. and correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I heard you say that you're not the lovey-dovey, nicey-nicey type.
2: No, I'm romantic, but like, shut up. <laughs>
1: Do you know what I you need? You don't need. I love you all day. Yeah. <laughs> me, I love- need it, baby. Tell me, yeah. you what do you love about me today? Yeah. I want to hear it. You need that. I need it. I don't need that. I need. I feel like what's going on here? Do you even love me at all? If you hadn't told me today that you love me, wow. So
2: I need to serve. Like I need to cook for you. I need to rub your feet. I need to make sure your place is clean. I need to set
1: up space for you. Like oh.
2: I need to serve. I don't. I don't need to be served.
1: Like I just. Don't. So that's interesting because I have a hard time being served. Interesting. I love to cook for you. Now, I'm not cleaning your place, but we will figure that out, right? Mm-hmm. But I do love the thought of like cooking for you and running your shower or your bath water, whatever you need, the massages and whatever you need me to do. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. My favorite job in the world to date has been being a parent. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, that nurturing uh, element that's in me mm-hmm. But I have a hard time letting people serve me, mm. um, like rubbing my feet. And I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Let me rub yours, you know, uh, kind of deal. But I do need quality time. Gosh, I wanted to say quality time and words of affirmation. But honestly, with, with the love languages, I just need them all.
2: I agree 100% <laughs> with that. If we're going to do love, let's do the whole thing.
1: We're doing the whole thing.
2: I don't want this whole uh, break it up into a pie. I'll give mm-hmm. you this pie on Tuesday. No, no, no. It's pie all the time. Mm-hmm. Right and what, what i appreciate is knowing your capacity at the time at the time right so if i know that you're exhausted this week then but i still want the whole pie just it'll just be a little less a, a little, little less pie. Mm-hmm. but but i'm not concerned with if it's just one piece mm-hmm. i need i need the whole thing
1: yeah yeah what's your type are what's you dating type?
2: right now yeah, I'm always dating. You're always a girl? I told you I've had a good time. I've had a good time. That's oh, my, don't I say that? Time. I'm
1: always dating. I? I
2: have been the
1: quintessential R&B
2: artist okay. behind the scenes.
1: Behind the scenes. Okay, always dating. What's your yeah. type?
2: For a long time, it.
1: Mm-hmm, the mic's on. <laughs> <Just hang> on.
2: <laughs> For a long time, it was like athletes
1: mm mm-hmm.
2: um, I really loved how motivated they were. Okay. Um, they were very affirming. That's what they have to be.
1: Team players. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. And energetic. Um, I, I love people who can move. Yes. Like, be able to climb with me. Be mm-hmm. able to play. Like, I want to play. Um, so, yeah, athletes for a time. Um, I never really got into, like,
1: singers hmm. and actors.
2: Mm-hmm. They've been very sensitive
1: it's probably because you see something similar similar to yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't want to say that, um, like, let's just take a couple of forevers. It's a very romantic song. It's very endearing. It's just like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you and over and over and over again, right? if
2: somebody says that to me, I'm going to throw
1: up. You would puke. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I cannot stand when people are like, I already know you're the one. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) g2g gotta go gotta go and i get that a lot so what inspired the record understanding what i'm looking at like understanding who i'm singing to understanding Mm. like really understanding Mm-hmm. That's why being misunderstood was so confusing. Because mm-hmm. I studied you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I knew you. I thought I knew, yeah, yeah. I thought I knew you. I thought, I, I thought we had something. I thought we had something. <laughs> That's what, so, yeah, you, you you shake hands and mm-hmm. ask people questions and you talk. Mm-hmm. I'm very interactive, like ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, studying people. Mm-hmm. I remember in early in the beginning, when I first got signed, because um, I didn't have a bunch of R and B albums and those kind of stuff. The record label took me to a record store and bought me every soul and R and B album that they could put their hands on, and they were like go home and study this. And then, and I had already had a writing deal as a songwriter, but my songs were more guitarry and mm-hmm. funky. Um, and they were like, "No, it needs to be in this R and B style that we're studying, right?" And so it was all me saying, "Are y'all sure this is good?" Yeah, and then that being on the radio, I remember my first song I wrote that was R and B was top ten on the R and B charts, and I was just like, "What? How?" I would and I would be like, "Guys, turn the radio off, please!" Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be I would be so freaked out to hear it because it was bigger than me. Yeah, I never got around to being comfortable with things being abstract like it's on a radio
1: yeah I'm here I'm right here I'm right here I hear that coming from over there that, that's always to me out. did you walk in the club ever and hear your music
2: the club I'm a whole other person
1: okay a really good time are you in the club today yeah you are yeah
2: okay I love to dance
1: you love to dance I think it's mandatory you are so um melodic you're so soft and just easygoing and like sitting here talking to Chrisette like I feel like I need a blanket and a pillow and I'm oh, like just, yes. Blankets just are talk to me <laughs> <laughs> right I cannot imagine you like turning up not even getting angry and raising your voice
2: you don't need to turn up to dance well you do no you need to do you mean like put your hands in the mother effing air isn't that turning up though
1: Ooh, hey what's no, your best
2: tapping into your soul okay
1: okay so what are you dancing to in your head right now Back lady Hey You gonna miss your bus No but I love I
2: love I love Kendrick Lamar okay. I love Meek Mill I love stories mm. I love hip hop The stories mm-hmm. So it's And so if I got on my shoes I was gonna point around the room They don't know who's in here But when, if I have on my shoes I'm gonna take them off And put mm. them on the couch Yeah I'm going to stand on the couch And I'm going to recite these stories for mm-hmm. me, it's the story.
1: It's always the story.
2: Because I'm thinking this person got through that pop champagne.
1: Let's get it. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur that helps your clients or customers get some type of result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media? You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is,
0: I really do feel that way. Mm.
1: Do the you ever feel like um, there's music lacks truth today? Because you're an artist who sings these amazing love songs that you would not want to hear someone play for you or write for you. Do you ever wonder, like, eh, he didn't really go through that. That's not that's not what he's dealing with. Hmm. Or does it feel true the, through their delivery?
2: Like Kendrick Lamar's last
1: album feels very
2: true. It feels so true. Yeah, Londrell's music feels very true.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels true. I, I got a new apartment. It feels very true, Ari Lennox. Mm-hmm. It feels true. I listen to music that feels true.
1: Yeah, she and Summer Walker feel very, very true. true, very, very, very true. authentic. So, this past weekend, um, my business partner and I had the opportunity to, uh, we were invited to cover media mm-hmm. at uh, the BET Media House that used to be Radio World. Yes, yes. yes. And um, we don't ever really cover celebrities. Mm. Um, And it's usually because we've we've had celebrities come on our show. Those episodes just didn't really do well. And Mm. I figured it out. I'm not telling the truth. It's not even that. Nobody wants. So our audience, Mm. they're entrepreneurs who are looking for some piece of information that makes hope feel real for them. right? Mm. And your celebrity just doesn't. People want conversations like this where they can see a a glimpse of you. And at the BET Media House, we took a different angle. We did what we do, which is talk to entrepreneurs. Mm. And these celebrities, these superstars were so relieved to sit down. We were... All the radio stations were there, all of the big podcasts were there. We were kind of like the babies on the block. the new kids on the block. All of the big blogs are there, and everybody's like, "When's your new album coming out who who are you most interested in seeing on the stage? You're up for a nomination, blah 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 what when can we expect you know new music And it's the same you just hear the same prepared response over and over, and then it's like they sit on our couch and it's like, well, tell us what what do you do with the money that you're making right now? How are you reinvesting? How are you planning for generational wealth?" And the response that we got to that was like, yo, this was so refreshing to be able to talk about something other than my celebrity or other than my music or my new movie that's coming out. And I said, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. People want to talk about it. It's It's more transparent when they get to talk about what they want to talk about. You're interviewed all the time. And I'm sure many of the questions are redundant. Right. I've asked some of those questions that you've been asked before. What do you really wish you can talk about when you're sitting down and you want the world to see something different from Chrisette that you're not ever asked? What do you want to talk about?
2: Well, like, you know, like I said before, it's definitely in the like just that inner wellness space. Mm -hmm. Um, It's definitely about like living in your authentic truth Mm -hmm. and being okay with what people say about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And then there's this other little piece, you know, in the entrepreneurial space There are 300 million people in America, um, and people say, I want to reach the whole country. I want everybody in America to know this, 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 and this. 300 million people means that it's okay if just 1% of America is watching, or 5% of America is watching. Like, There's so much room for this this authenticity, and there's going to be enough people who are going to absorb it and, and identify with it I think so often we're trying so hard to reach masses
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think the goal has to be to reach the people who I uh, who identify with me Kamora Lee Simmons said go where you're wanted
0: mm-hmm.
2: in her book Fabulosity and that hit me mm-hmm. never forget because here's this beautiful amazing supermodel who is not making it in the country that she's from mm-hmm. she goes overseas and all of a sudden she's a big huge deal yeah. Like, go where people want you to impact them. Go where you're influential. Go where you're inspiring. I think we spend so much time beating over the head, people
1: beating people over the head saying, I am enough. We want to win people over so bad. We don't have to. That, you know, it's crazy. When people, when, when people are not for you, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how amazing you are. No. You will not win them over. No. You will not capture their hearts. And I think many of us need to understand that. Who are the people, Chris said, in your new mission to like bring awareness to inner peace and, and self-love is what I get from it. Mm-hmm. Um, who are the people that you're meant to impact? What what does that person look like? It's a few different people.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the first person is that woman who is making her first six figures
0: mm-hmm.
2: is totally freaked out. Is under all of this pressure as to what are you supposed to do with money? Yeah. Right? Where does it all go? And then how do I soften to the fact that I just made six figures? Like, how do I stay in that releasing space? How do I keep my shoulders down? Yeah. How do I keep my chin soft and have this money in the bank? How is that who I am? How is that who I am? How is it a part of me? Because... Because I know how it feels to be looking at what you're doing and it feel so big mm-hmm. that you shrink behind it. You're just like, oh, there's no way that I can show up to that. Mm-hmm. And it's your own success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we have so many incredible entrepreneurs right now who are creating from their heart. Yeah, And for some reason there's an open heaven that is saying, you're welcome here. Go for it. And we're getting this success. And then I'm talking to different women in accounting and they're like, I just want her to know how to file her taxes. Yeah. I just want her to know how to budget this month. We're dropping the ball at letting it be our life. Why? Because it's so scary to identify with ourselves as these successful people when it came from here. Mm-hmm. It came from here. And the, and, the, and the answer to that is, yes, It can come from you and you can stay soft. Mm -hmm. I think we're so petrified, too, that we won't have another
1: idea. Oh, that's true. That is for sure true. And
2: so we're like rigid. What am I going to do next? What are you doing right now? What are you
1: doing now? So by uh, career, I'm a business coach. I work with entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. uh, who are scaling their businesses, right?
2: Mm, My favorite word for us. Scale. Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. And... I work with I work with a few different category entrepreneurs. I have programs for beginners. I have programs uh, for people in the growth stage, meaning they have some uh, they have a proven concept and they have some consistency in sales Mm -hmm. and uh, generating revenue. And then I work with the entrepreneur that has already hit um, a high level of success, but it usually happened very quickly and, you know, they had an idea that hit maybe something went viral and they're putting all these things in place. So earlier you started out with like systems and operations. And that's that's me. This right. Gets
2: my whatever's going like <laughs> what's this, going, girl. What's this, going <laughs> if you want me to shout? Ask yes. Me business OK, this is it. Like, can we win and still have our mental health?
1: Yes. 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 Jesus Christ. Yes. That's it. Wait, let me finish my story. I'm so excited. (laughs) Sorry. No, no, no. I love this because this is exciting for me too. So you were talking about like you mentioned they're often petrified that the next idea won't come. So I get these entrepreneurs, they're doing great. They just kind of lucked for lack of better words, uh, their way through it. And now it's like, OK, that's when they decide to hire a coach like me, because it's like, I don't know if I can duplicate this result in the next 12 months. How do I do this again? Mm-hmm. Right. And that's kind of where I come in and I'm listening to you and you're focused on the entrepreneur from a spiritual mm-hmm. perspective. I focus on them more from an operational perspective. And mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking at you and what you're saying and, and, and the new mission that you're set out, the program that you want to create I'm actually surprised that it's catered to entrepreneurs, but I love it so much because there's this space where there's so much weighing on us. We have to keep up. Like in the last three years, entrepreneurs have become the new celebrity, right? Mm -hmm. We're in the blogs. Now we're being heavily scrutinized. Our moves are being watched very, very closely. Uh, People want to see this fictitious image of what success looks like. Like if you made a million dollars in X, year, then if you don't do it again this year, you're a failure. Wait a minute. You mean to tell me that your humble beginnings meant that you had nothing? You weren't even making six figures. You weren't even making a $100,000. Last year, you made a million dollars. This year, you're going to make $400,000, and you feel like a failure, and people are actually calling you a failure, and we're listening to people who are so unhappy in their own lives, right, have not tried to do anything for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, And so it's a mental battle that we're fighting all the time. Not only are we fighting to be successful, not only are we fighting to be impactful, but we're fighting to maintain just our own sanity. So I think what you're doing is so important. It's
2: so much work. I was sitting with an accountant yesterday. She said, I can't wait to come to the Soft Life
1: Circle tour. Mm hmm. So you're gonna do this via tour only or are you doing like an online group? We'll
2: be doing an online we'll okay. be doing an online course and everything. But every so
1: because I pay attention to everything,
2: I'm look at somebody will buy a ticket and I'll go and look at their answer. Yeah. Entrepreneur after entrepreneur after entrepreneur. And so my whole thing is, oh my God, like entrepreneurs are worried about their spirit health.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like they're, they they want to come into a singing bowl meditation, yeah, and it makes so much sense, yeah, because entrepreneurship comes from the heart, space. Mm-hmm. it comes from the creative space, and then it grows into the mental and the logistics and the mm-hmm. right. But if you don't, know, if you can't sit still with your mind mm-hmm. and your heart, mm-hmm. then you won't ever get that million dollar idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it really does start well for the most part. It starts from the space of creativity. It starts from the heart because there are entrepreneurs that I've had to have a conversation with, too, that says, I know that the heart says that you really want to do this thing, but we got to make some money. <laughs> right? That's right. We still have to make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the heart's not calculating the dollars right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't see it, it's missing that component. But I've seen so many people start from the heart and operate from the money. And it changes you. It changes you a lot. Like you start from the heart. But then you have people who are judging you. Well, where are your testimonials? Where are your receipts? Where are the last 10 people that you've helped make a million dollars or do this awesome thing? And so now they're so focused on just doing, 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 doing and making more and more and more money. So they have a story because marketing in the last maybe six years Mm -hmm. has really just become lifestyle. Lifestyle has become synonymous with marketing. And if you're not driving the Mercedes or the Rolls Royce or living in the high rises and on private jets, then you're not doing enough. So these people who started out—you
2: cannot spit this many bars and not give us a cadence. Wait. I, okay. 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 Wait. Marketing has become synonymous with lifestyle, and if you are not driving a
1: Mercedes Benz or a Rolls Royce, then what? Then you're not doing enough. You're not doing enough. That is how the world is making us feel. That's how the
2: world. The world. The world. Is making. Yikes! Mm-hmm. Us, us, feel that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense.
1: I was telling my business partner because I'm guilty of it. I, my friends here, the pandemic. If we're being totally honest, mm-hmm. we were successful before it, but we achieved major success during it. Right. Mm-hmm because people were looking for options and I'll only speak for myself. I'm a business coach. So this is my time to shine. Oh, you want to start a business? You realize that, uh, working the job that you just got laid off of, you know, during a depression, uh, an economic depression is not going to be how you plan to live the rest of your life. So people are like, I need to start businesses and I'm like, let's get it Mm -hmm. right. So this success just skyrocketed to the next level. And now you've got your friends and your group of your your circle around you. They're making different decisions. They're buying different cars and everybody's wearing different clothes. And Mm. I remember having a conversation with David, my business partner after his like third Rolex watch purchase. Mm. And I didn't for investment purposes for later. Let me see this camera, mic, Uh, (laughs) Reese for investment purposes only. We were talking about the third Rolex. Okay. Hard asset. (laughs) All right. In the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so we're over in the other studio where we used to record and I don't even wear watches right but Dave's like you gotta go get a Rolex you gotta go get a Rolex and it was like these Rolex watches have become kind of like your admission ticket into at, at certain tables you know it becomes this status piece and I remember sitting in that chair and I said well how much did the Rolex cost and he said, well, you won't get one this size. You need to plan to spend about $25,000. I went to the bank. I took out $25,000. We went to the Rolex store. I bought the watch. Chris hmm. I've probably worn the watch 60 full days of the last three years. Hmm. Okay? Because it wasn't me. I don't wear watches. I try to remember the watch. I don't even know. Someone asked me for the time. I didn't have my phone on me over the weekend. <clears throat> Oh, you think this tells time? This isn't for time. This is for status, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This is a marketing tool.
2: A marketing tool.
1: But it really was. It really it really is actually a marketing tool. Like as ridiculous as it may sound, the watch, the car that I drive, the building that I live in, it's a marketing tool. So what, where does it market? So it's, it, it alludes to success. It says if you can have these things, you must be making money. And I must believe that you can help me make money. Because if I'm a business coach, and as a business, okay, as a business coach, got it, got it. my job is to be the voice of hope for you that you too can start a business, but not just start a business. Like, honestly, when I got started in entrepreneurship, we were just talking about this earlier. I didn't, I never thought I would make seven figures. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the goal. I always knew that I would be successful. But what success meant for me at that time is very different than what success looks like for me today. Mm -hmm. Right. So in the beginning, you just want to make enough money to pay your bills Mm -hmm. and then you want to make enough money to replace your job salary. And then you want six figures. Then you want multiple. And then you start living this multiple six figure life. And you're like, man, I got to do seven. And I swear to God, I thought once you make a million dollars, you have hit it. There's nothing else that you're going to (sighs) want. Not so. Not so. Right. But. I have to ask myself, is ambition dangerous? Is it responsible? It's notable when we're talking about a significant other or a spouse, we're saying, oh, he's got to be attractive and physically fit and move his arms and legs well. And he must be ambitious. Well, sometimes ambitious means making risky decisions. Mm -hmm. Sometimes ambitious means being too busy for me right now. Sometimes ambitious means being present, but not present. Right. Being present, but not in the moment. Yeah. And you have to really weigh the risk versus the reward. And I think what you're doing like brings balance because it's a huge part of the reason why last year I did not feel like myself because I'm like, okay, we got to help more people make money faster. If I'm helping more people make money faster, that means that I can't see people one-on-one anymore right so I'm eliminating all of my one-on-one coaching options and now I'm just in this group setting and now I just have group coaching and I have students and I'm helping people win but I'm feeling less and less and less fulfilled I realized on that like sabbatical that I went on that I actually thrive in the one-on-one coaching space
2: yes it feels so
1: good it feels amazing
2: intuitive
1: Intuitive, I'm involved I'm connected Mm -hmm. like I really feel a responsibility to you right And um, I lost that when we went into the group space. And so, but but it was motivated by the pressure of what society says you should be doing. Oh, once you start making a certain amount of money, you can't possibly scale, Mm -hmm. there's that word, If you're going to be servicing, you know, one client at a time, that's Mm -hmm. not scalable. And there's a degree of that. That is true. Right.
2: People say about me being on stage.
1: This is what people say. You're never going to hit your goals. If you're going from stage to stage to stage, you have to find something that you can do in your sleep. Mm -hmm. And so then, but your love, your passion is really what you do on stage and how you impact people through your music and your voice and your presence. If we take that away, you're not happy and I think what you're doing is bringing so much balance into this space because there's so many people who are operating on from the perspective of what other people think they should yeah. do yeah. to be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you're doing so much. Thank you. And I think it's, I think it's a responsible mission. I think it's um, especially you kind of leveraging your celebrity You know, to do it, it's easy to just go back in the studio and make more love songs Mm -hmm. and save all of this goodness that you've learned for yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. I know how to be happy with myself. I know, you know, how to be spiritually fed and you're putting it back out there to the world. But what you're doing, though, is also risky because it's going to open you up for people to say, to speculate Mm -hmm. why you're doing it. Yeah. I've been
2: rejected already. So that part's not scary. Okay. But um, I love that question, is ambition dangerous?
1: Mm. What are your thoughts? One. Is it?
2: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> that question, right? Yeah. But who are we without some ambition? Mm-hmm. So uh, is, is, when is ambition reckless?
1: When is ambition reckless?
2: Where is my ambition coming from? Yeah. What, what space in my body? Is it coming from the need for validation or is it coming from a need to help? Like wh- where, where is my ambition coming from? So that type of introspection for an entrepreneur is probably a great thing. Mm-hmm. I love the conversation around Rolex also mm-hmm. because sometimes I, I or us, we want to say, I get to the bag.
1: I get to the bag.
2: Like, that's hip-hop. Yeah.
1: That's culture. It's
2: culture. It's culture. But you called it marketing.
1: It's marketing, for sure. Yeah. It's marketing.
2: I see it as, like please. Like that. Bitch, what? No. That's how I see it. <laughs> like, even when you get, like, a 32-inch weave, sometimes I just add a few extra inches. Just to us. be
1: like, don't play with me. Stop. Don't, don't. Girl, and this this was flown in. It was flown Just <laughs> leave us alone. Just don't play Stop with that. me. Oh. And now that you mention it, there is an element, because in this... In my circle, mm-hmm. there are more women as of recent, but for so long I was like the only female in my crew and mm-hmm. I kick shit like these niggas do. <laughs> okay. Got the roly tooth. Got the roly tooth. <laughs>
2: like, wait a minute. Because 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 a part of our self-validation
1: is saying they don't know that song.
2: <laughs> I have to I have to I have to call it marketing in order for it to be okay for me to buy it. Yes. No, bitch. No, I just bought it because bought I am it. in the market. Like I am
1: in the market. Stop! Don't play with I'm me. I'm sorry. No, but that that, was, that, that really was, was. It was. It was <laughs> ego. That's what it was for me. I it's don't like, mind. You gotta have a little ego. I didn't like David calling me out on that podcast. Like all you need is no. twenty five grand. So guess what? Right, what are we do? Guess what? We're driving to the bank. Stop! And I'm gonna be ignorant. What I'm coming back so with a cash bag. Why
2: y'all bothering us? <laughs> Ah,
1: that's that's really the truth though sometimes you know so yes it was very ego motivated but i justified it later by calling it marketing because i can't lie um when i walked into certain rooms and sat at certain tables outside of our culture it was like okay at least listen to what she has to say she looks the part yeah because i'm sitting here like this and don't play with me
2: listen (laughs) Sometimes you have to identify yourself in people's language, and you understand mm, Rolex. You
1: understand
2: Rolex. You game. get this. Yeah, you get this.
1: Mm-hmm. I love you so much. You are so dope.
2: I'm just saying, <laughs> y'all got to stop playing with people.
1: You got to stop playing with people, <laughs> but you specifically got to stop playing with black women. I'm trying to tell you, you specifically have to stop playing with black women. When I got to see you mm-hmm. um, in an element where we were sharing a stage. I couldn't fan out, you know, backstage, but I definitely communicated how much I admire your career. You. But I was more interested in that moment at observing who Chrisette really is, right? And because you've been backstage, you've spoken at events where other people were included, and sometimes you'll get people who walk in the room, and it's like we're all sitting over here, and that one person goes all the way over there. Mm-hmm. Where's my private room, my mm-hmm. private chair, and I'm only surrounded by my team, right? Mm-hmm. But you get on stage and you're a girl's girl on stage and you empowerment this and, oh, becoming your best spiritual self. And and then you get off stage and you're immediately to your vehicle. Mm-hmm. And I honestly wanted to observe you in that space. Mm. And girl, you pulled your chair up. You sat at the table. She's like, Where'd you get those earrings from? You asked uh, Ashley, King mm-hmm. Ashley Ann, something about where she is. Oh,
2: had... I'm obsessed with her. Yeah, I love
1: Ashley. That's my girl.
2: I you... made so many friends. We're well, actually, a few of us are doing business together now. I love I, it. I, listen, like, listen. First of all, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I really think that making money is an important thing part of existence for sure the bible says money answers all things everything that we want to do money can help Mm. right so why are we so embarrassed or ashamed about it so if i'm sitting at a table Mm -hmm. of earners Mm -hmm. and you have insight that i don't have when i when i say soften and soften to systems yeah what I mean is that there is somebody who understands things that you're working too hard to figure out. Mm. Soften. King Ashley spits so much. Make it easier. Game. Just make, make it easier. T- just open up your mouth. Yeah. I think we're so uncomfortable with what's inside of our heart that we don't open up our mouths to the people around us so we can never take advantage of what they already
0: understand. Mm.
2: You can
1: release. You can release. And so many people are, are just too closely related to rejection. Oh, God. Or the feeling attached to rejection. Because we've all been rejected. But we really have to, and I think we all need to do a better job at teaching people how to move on post-rejection. Not even because we communicate the message all the time of rejection is natural. It's a part of life. And But how do you keep pushing through rejection? How do you keep showing up? How do you keep doing the shows, knowing that there's a possibility that somebody's going to act up, right, Mm -hmm. because of what the world is saying about you? How do you keep showing your face? How do you keep doing these podcast interviews and rebuilding your name after rejection? How do you how do you rebuild yourself? And I think that's that's so important. You are the epitome. You are the example of how to be way at the top. Like you were the golden voice of the country for a while for of the world of many parts of the world, you were the golden voice of the industry for sure. Highly revered. And then overnight shut down. Mm-hmm. Most people, many people, I won't say most, but many people would never recover from that.
2: Yeah. I've mm-hmm. seen people who haven't God. I've seen, I've seen, I've se- I think that's the reason why I was able to keep going. Yeah. I don't want to say everything I've seen, um, but a lot of people aren't here mm-hmm. and, and that drug sex and rock and roll thing <sighs> is real.
1: Yes, it um, is.
2: People don't make it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be one of those people. You made it. I could, I've, I've seen what it looks like t- to not make it. Yeah. And because I was rejected in a certain way, but many people were rejected in many ways and I've seen it eat them alive and they'd not be here. Mm. I couldn't do that. I sing at too many funerals in the industry.
1: Mm-hmm. I love that. Chrissette. I could talk to you for another hour, but I have to respect your schedule. Sean you. is over there. Like looking like it's let's wrap it up. All right. <laughs> um, I could, I could continue to talk to you and maybe we'll need to do a part two. I would love to see once you've released your circle, mm-hmm. like what the feedback is like, how are people receiving Chrissette in that space yeah. in an organized manner? I can't wait to hear all about that. But as we're exiting, as we're wrapping this up, If you could just offer some words, or our audience, uh, our entrepreneurs, and I can already see the comments. I can already see the people who are emotional behind this exchange. I can already see the people who can relate to your story uh, in some parts of their own life, someone who's dealing with rejection, someone who's feeling unsure, someone who's feeling like, I'll never survive this right here. What would you say to that person? Before you soften back up to people, Soften up to
2: God first because he's safe. Mm -hmm. You can go in your closet and do that. Yeah. And he won't reject you. And there, start to experience the feeling of softening. Yes. Keep practicing that every day. Yeah. Write down how it feels to soften to God. My shoulders were really my jaw wasn't tight anymore i was able to smile a little bit write it down because because as you begin to write it and you begin to look at what softness feels like with god mm-hmm. you'll be able to walk that out in real life mm-hmm. and that's called walking in the spirit mm-hmm. that's 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 all we're doing as spiritual people is is doing what we do with god in public yeah right and he'll hide you until you're ready so there's this this scripture psalms 91. Um, and it starts off by saying that in the shadow of the most high, I, I can, I can hide under the shadow of the most high and in, in the secret, in this secret place, no, nobody's going to, to, to touch me there. Nobody's going to get to me there. Nobody's going to bother me there. And if I can, if I can just dwell there, if I can just dwell there, I'll, I'll be okay. So, so check out Psalm 91. It's a very, very long passage. That's totally paraphrasing, but there's a space with God that you're safe and you can practice softness and it can become your discipline in private and then it becomes your discipline and your lifestyle in public. Yeah. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Yeah. That's where all of my new offerings come from. Mm -hmm. That's where all of my new songs and my new music comes from. Um, It comes from that soft place
1: and the secret place. Mm. yeah I'm just bringing it public now I cannot wait yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can't wait to see it um, how do we find out more information about the soft life circle the softlifecircle.com okay that yeah. was really easy yeah. softlifecircle.com mm-hmm. and Chrissette's Instagram and how to follow her will be in the description in uh, wherever you're watching uh, this video from I have enjoyed this conversation so, so much, much fun. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Full Transparency with Donnie Wiggins. Uh, as, as I just mentioned, to work with Chrisette, you'll see her links in the bio and also softlifecircle.com. Mm-hmm. And all of her mention her all of her information will be there as is mine. This has been another amazing episode, and I will see you next week.